All right. Well, I guess uh, just to get it started, my first question I want to ask you, you know, this was the Titans' third season going nine and seven. But, you know, they made that unprecedented run in the playoffs to the AFC Championship. Uh, so I just want to get your thoughts mm. on what you uh, thought the trajectory of the team was. Yeah, as far as the trajectory for this year, or were you talking about how they got to that point last year? Uh, this year moving forward, I'm sorry. Yeah, so this year moving forward, I think they're in a good pace. I wouldn't be surprised if they improve upon that record to 10-6. and six. Obviously, the goal is going to be uh, winning the AFC South Championship. That's their first thing that they want to do, win that division, so that way they could host at least one playoff game. Ideally for them, what they want to do is be a top seed so they can host all the playoff games. I think when you look at some of the things that – they have going for them the continuity on offense. I think that's a big time. Bringing back Derrick Henry, bring back Ryan Tannehill. You have A.J. Brown coming uh, into his own also. So there are good things there offensively. And defensively, might be a little bit different. Losing mm -hmm. Jarrell Casey is major. If they don't bring Logan Ryan back, they're going to have to add something in the draft. So I think the trajectory is going upwards as compared to last year during the regular season. The playoff run, we're just going to see what happens. They just kind of caught, um, you know, fire going down the stretch. And that's usually what happens for a team to go far in the playoffs. They have to be hot. And uh, kind of going off the – I know some of the moves that were made. Uh, Will Yard's a free agent. Uh, you mentioned they traded Jarrell Casey. And also Delaney Walker's a free agent. And the guys that are stepping in for them, like Johnu Smith stepped up, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, uh, the rookie last year, he stepped up as well. And Rashawn Evans took Williard's place. Uh, what do you think? I saw your article about needing leadership moving forward. So what did you think about the youth movement that's taking place? Well, I think in some cases it's good what they've done. The only question marks I have really are the Logan Ryan and Jarrell K situations, but that whole thing with Woodyard to, to Rashawn Evans, that transition actually started Evans in his rookie year. You started to see that amount of snaps just be given more towards Evans. So I think Evans is going to be a guy that will step up as a leader, you know, on the defense. It's tough to replace 30 years of experience like what Wesley Woodyard brought to them. It's it's going to be, you know, come down to those guys collectively. And then you also have to look at the loss of inside linebackers coach Tyrone McKenzie. Now, granted, they brought in a veteran coach in Jim Haslett. So we'll see what happens there. But the fact of the matter is Tyrone McKenzie was crucial as far as making that click, coming up with drills and, and, and just being a nice liaison for that position and the head coach, Mike Vrabel. So, it's going to be a, a couple of layers with that. Um, the Casey situation, though, I just – I don't see them replacing that immediately. Jeffrey Simmons, as you mentioned, came along last year. But I think, you know, being further away from the injury in this, this season that's coming up, I think that will help him. But let's fix the facts. When they were on the road, it was 59 and 99 leading them onto the field, and both of those guys are gone. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
I know the first big move the Titans made in free agency, uh, a lot of people had questions about it. We know they extended Ryan Tannehill, uh, but they tagged Henry and they've yet to come uh, to an agreement with him. What were your thoughts on that? And where does that kind of, what does that kind of say about the state of running backs in the NFL? I don't really think it says much. I think they attempted to get a deal done. I think, I know they attempted to get a deal done. They just couldn't get to an agreement. So they wanted to make sure that Henry was still a Tennessee Titan for at least another year. And what they ended up doing, they tagged him with full intentions of negotiating a longer term deal before the July 15th deadline. Now, obviously that took place before this situation that we're facing now with the COVID situation. But I don't think it says anything about the state of running backs in the NFL. And I, I really feel that they're not viewing Derrick Henry as solely a running back. They're looking at it as a guy who is a key part of the team, the focal point of the offense, paying him accordingly, in addition to being one of the new leaders in the locker room. Mm -hmm. And I know they also uh, they added Vic Beasley as well as uh, – Crawford from the Falcons uh, to kind of help bolster that pass rush. Uh, so do you see them possibly still going after a guy like uh, Jadavian Clowney and free agency? Yeah, they're still in the running form. And as we get further and further away from the start of free agency, I think that price tag on, on Clowney is continue to drop. He's not advertising that he's willing to take a $17 million to $18 million deal. He obviously still wants the $20 million deal, but reality, I think, is thinking in. And I think if they could get him in the 15 to 16 range, I think the Titans will go ahead and pounce. They've been in contact with his representatives. Representative, so I, I could see him being brought in because, in my opinion, the pass rush is still incomplete. And uh, kind of going off that, they also have the number 29 pick in the first round of the draft. Uh, I know I heard you mention you like some guys like Davidson from uh, Auburn and Gladney to slide in at the slot corner. Uh, so if you were the GM, who would you take with that pick? Well, it's it's really dependent upon who's on the board. I mean, it's tough to sit here and say who they will take, not knowing because every year you have prospects that fall, and that could change everything. But if it goes the way I think it will, they're going to have their choice of Marlon Davidson, uh, Utier Gross Matos, Josh Jones, Jeff Gladney, those types, Christian Fulton. And I think they go Jeff Gladney. That, that would be the guy I think they'll pick. Okay. And then just to kind of bounce off of that also, we know the draft is going to be virtual this year. Uh, just how's that kind of changed the landscape of how teams are like approaching that process? as far as like scouting and things of that nature? Well, it's unprecedented. I mean, it's, it's something that no one has had to deal with before. I think what it's making teams do is, is do the right thing, and that's focus more on the film. These guys haven't played football since January, right? So all the film is there. You could watch that. That's really – remember, you're drafting guys to play football, not to run around in short and, and terts and see how fast they could run around cones or in a straight line or how high they could jump. You're drafting them to play football. And I think that's why the film is, is the most important part of the uh, evaluation process. And it's good that, that these evaluators are going back to that and focusing on that again. Okay. 
All right. Well, that was the last question I had regarding football. I didn't know if you had to go or not. I had a few questions about like reporting and things like that, but yeah, we we could shoot those real quick. Okay. Uh, I just want to ask you, like, of course, like being the NFL beat writer, um, I think I saw this is the fourth NFL team that you've covered. Uh, just kind of what's that mm. and like, how do you kind of navigate the field as a reporter? Really, I, I rely on my past playing experience and, and understanding of the game to, to work in my favor. I make it clear in, in speaking to these guys, I make it clear that, that I could see things through their eyes and understand some of the things that, you know, they're going through on the football field or even just talking X's and O's. And that has helped a lot just as far as establishing respect in the locker room and even beyond just the X's and O's and football knowledge as a man, I approach them correctly. And there's no, you know, hey, uh, no idolatry or anything like that. It's, it's, hey, in fact, most of these guys, I'm I'm older than, and I address them in that manner. So that's kind of been the key for me navigating the whole process. And it's just one of those things where you work to establish a niche. And for me, you know, I need my football knowledge, my understanding of the draft, and just ability to relate to players. And that's something that has allowed me to work through the process. All right. Well, I really appreciate you for taking the time out of your day to talk to me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'll shoot you my information and, and keep in touch. Okay. Sounds great. All right. Well, thanks again, man. It was good right. to see you. Good talking to you, too. All right. All right.